Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. This is the newest set of fatwas from www.islamqa.com. The first one is should he pay zakat on shares that were given to him by the company and over which he has no control. Question. I live in the UK. My husband works for a company which provides raw materials to other companies for making soaps, shampoos, cosmetics, etc. For three years, he buys some company shares every month. The number of shares is doubled by the company for its employees. A few days ago, when I was browsing your website, I came to know that we have to pay Zakat on shares. We didn't know that before. Now I have some questions. 1. My husband can sell only the shares he bought with his money. The company shares can be sold only after the completion of five years, maturity period. Even then, only the shares of the first month will be mature. More shares will get matured each month. If he sells his shares now, the company shares given with those shares will be taken back from him. So he doesn't want to sell them now. My question is, does he still have to give zakat on these shares? Second question is, what is the nisab of shares? Third, he also has to pay tax and national insurance on these shares when he sells them. Does he have to pay zakat only on profit? Four, if we don't have any money now, can we pay it next year? Five. Do we have to pay for all three years? 6. The shares are in our joint name, but only my husband deals with them. Who has the responsibility to pay Zakat? I'll be really grateful if you can answer me in detail. I am really concerned about the issue. I don't want any haram money in my home. Answer. Praise be to Allah. Firstly, it is obligatory to pay Zakat on shares if the owner intends to sell them and they reach the Nisad minimum threshold. He should work out their value each year, i.e. find out the market value and pay one quarter of one-tenth of their value, 2.5%. The nisab is the equivalent of 595 grams of silver or 85 grams of gold. As silver is of lesser value, the nisab should be worked out on the basis of silver, so as to give their, the poor their fair share. So if a person owns shares, the value of which is equal to the value of 595 grams of silver, then he owes the minimum amount. Secondly, if a person acquires shares with the intention of benefiting from their dividends and profits, and he does not intend to sell them, then he does not have to pay zakat on the share itself. Rather, he has to pay zakat on the dividends if he has taken possession of them and one zakat year has passed. He should pay one quarter of one tenth or 2.5% of the dividend. Thirdly, if the person does not have complete ownership of the shares, or he is not allowed to dispose of them, like the shares which the company has given to your husband, then he should pay zakat once when selling them or taking back their value, or when obtaining full possession of them by completing the five years of work in that company. Fourthly, zakat is obligatory upon the owner. If you have shares, then you must pay zakat on them, and you are responsible for that, but the husband may voluntarily pay zakat on behalf of his wife. Fifthly, the basic principle is that taxes cannot take the place of zakat. Every time one full hijri year passes, you should work out the value of the shares and pay zakat of one quarter of one tenth. With regards to the double shares, if your husband will take possession after them, of them after five years and we said that your husband should pay zakat for one year when selling them, then he should pay zakat on what remains of their price after paying taxes and national insurance because in fact he does not possess anything other than that. Sixthly, if a person owns shares and works out their value at the end of the year, but he does not have cash with which to pay, 
It is permissible for him to delay zakat until he acquires cash or sells the shares, but he has to keep a record of that and write down what he owes of zakat for the first year, the second year, and so on. But it is better to hasten to pay zakat and be quick in doing good, and to make it easy for oneself, because if the amount of zakat accumulates, he may feel reluctant to pay it. We ask Allah to bless you and protect you from all harm, and Allah knows best. Question number two. Can she make use of frozen embryos? Question. My husband and I have frozen embryos left over from a treatment which resulted in my little boy who is nearly two. I found out that it is not permissible to keep the frozen embryos. I was wondering whether we will be able to use the leftover embryos to do a treatment which we are looking to do as soon as possible, or will we have to destroy the embryos? Please advise me. Answer. Praise be to Allah. Artificial insemination, or what is known as test tube babies, takes many forms, some of which are permissible and some are haram. The permissible forms include cases in which the sperm is taken from the man and the egg is taken from his wife, and fertilization takes place externally, then the embryo is implanted in the wife's uterus. In this case, it is essential to take precautions and look for trustworthy doctors for fear of tampering because some doctors may use sperm that does not come from the husband when they already know that the husband's sperm is not suitable for fertilization, and there are other problems and evil consequences that may occur. See the answer to question number 98604. It is not permissible to keep eggs or embryos, and the fertilization of eggs must be limited to the required number so as to avoid having an excess of fertilized eggs. If there is an excess of fertilized eggs, they should be left without any care to die naturally. That is because keeping embryos or eggs may lead to them being mixed with others as time goes by, either by mistake or deliberately, as has happened in many cases. Some of them may be taken and placed in the uterus of another woman, which leads to confusion of lineages, which is a serious evil which outweighs the interests which the couple may think are served by keeping embryos to save money and use for fertilization later on. The Islamic Council belonging to the Organization of the Islamic Conference has issued a statement on this matter. The text follows. 1. In the light of what has happened of the possibility of keeping unfertilized eggs to be used later on, when fertilized eggs, it must be limited to the required number for implantation each time to avoid an excess of fertilized eggs. 2. If there are any extra fertilized eggs for any reason, they should be left without medical care until they die naturally. 3. It is haram to use fertilized eggs in another woman, and sufficient precautions must be taken to prevent using fertilized eggs for an illegitimate pregnancy. End quote from Majalat Majmal Fiqh al-Islami, issue number 7, volume 3, page 563. Based on that, what you have to do is dispose of the frozen embryos. It is permissible for you to undergo further artificial insemination, even if that is costly or difficult because that harm cannot be compared to the possibility of embryos being mixed up, especially since this length of time has passed, and Allah knows best. The third question is, he works as a security guard in a store that sells alcohol. What is the ruling on his work? Question. I want to know, is it permissible to work in a supermarket as a security guard? The supermarket is in the UK and sell haram products such as alcohol and tobacco also. I am worried about working there, as I may have to stop people that steal alcohol and be included in the chain of transporting and guarding it. Can you give a clear answer? 
Also, it is very difficult to work anywhere in the UK without being linked to Haram income, so what would you advise? For example, most jobs are linked to insurance, riba, alcohol, etc. I am finding it hard to get a halal job. Answer. Praise be to Allah. There is nothing wrong with working as a security guard in the supermarket, but if this store sells haram things such as alcohol and pork, it is not permissible to work there either as a guard or a cashier, because that implies approval of evil and because of what you mention of helping to transport it. This is emphatically forbidden because of the report narrated by Abu Dawood number 3674 and Ibn Majah 3380 from Ibn Omar who said, The Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, Allah has cursed khamr, alcohol, and the one who drinks it, the one who pours it, the one who sells it, the one who buys it, the one who squeezes it, the one for whom it is squeezed, the one who carries it, and the one to whom it is carried. Classed as Sahih by Al-Albani and Sahih Abi Dawood. For more information concerning the ruling on carrying and transporting alcohol for someone else, please see the answer to question number 96739. Based on that, you should look for a job that is befitting for the Muslim who is proud of his religion, follows its commands, and heeds its prohibitions. You should take measures to find permissible ways of earning a living. living. Allah, may he be exalted, says in the interpretation of the meaning. And it has already been revealed to you in the book, this Quran, that when you hear the verses of Allah being denied and mocked at, then sit not with them until they engage in a talk other than that. But if you stayed with them, Certainly, in that case, you would be like them. Surat and nisa verse 140. And when you, Muhammad sallam, see those who engage in a false conversation about our verses of the Quran by mocking them, stay away from them till they turn to another topic. And if the shaitan causes you to forget, then after the remembrance, sit not you in the company of those people who are the Dhalimun, the polytheists and wrongdoers. Surat al-An'am. Verse 68. And those who do not witness falsehood, and if they pass by some evil play or evil talk, they pass by it with dignity. Surat al-Furqan, verse 72. Sheikh Ibn Baz, may Allah have mercy on him, said, Falsehood includes all kinds of evil. That includes shirk, kufr, the festivals of the mushrikeen, gathering to drink alcohol and smoke, songs, musical instruments, movies, and other evils. Something similar was stated by Al-Hafiz ibn Kathir in his commentary on this verse. End quote from Majmu al-Fatawa 27-429. Sheikh Khalid ibn Ali al-Mushayqi, may Allah preserve him, was asked about working in the management of a hotel that sells alcohol. He replied, There is no doubt whatsoever that the one who welcomes guests in such a hotel and prepares accommodation for them is a partner in that sin. I advise the brother to keep away from that and to try hard to look for permissible work even if it brings a lower income. And whosoever fears Allah and keeps his duty to him, he will make a way for him to get out from every difficulty, and he will provide him from sources he could never imagine. Surat At-Talaq, verses 2 and 3. He should try hard to look for permissible work, and when he finds that, he should move to that job. End quote from a fatwa by Sheikh Khalid ibn Ali al-Mushayhi on the internet. For more information, please see the answer to question number 96739. To sum it up, it is not permissible for you to work in these and similar places, even if you need to work. For more information, please see the answer to questions number 82886 and 31781. 
You have to offer a great deal of dua, supplication to Allah, and beseech him, for he is the one in whose hands are the stores of the heaven and the earth, and he is able to help you and make things easy for you. For more information on the means that help bring a response to a dua, please see the answer to question number 5113, and Allah knows best.